Welcome to the Money Buddha podcast, where I chat with people who I admire, people who really follow the things that light them up in business and in life. And our guest today does exactly that. She's the CEO of Next Career, a career specialist, a speaker, and a licensed counseling therapist. With a wealth of expertise gained over 13 years in the field, she has made a significant impact on diverse populations, including students with disabilities, adults facing functional challenges, immigrants, teenagers, and professionals in pursuit of fulfilling careers. Passionate about empowering others, she thrives in her role as a coach, mentor, and speaker. Her speaking engagements and workshops are known for their informative content infused with a delightful touch of humor. She has a natural ability to connect with individuals and groups, guiding them towards personal and professional growth. Beyond her achievements at Next Career, our guest is actively engaged in various professional associations. She serves as a valued board member of Le Conseil Economique du Nouveau-Brunswick and holds the position of New Brunswick Francophone Director within the Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association. Additionally, she takes pride in being a mentor for the CARDE program, supporting aspiring entrepreneurs throughout New Brunswick. This woman exemplifies a true leader making a positive impact in the lives of those she serves while actively contributing to the advancement of her profession and community. So you guys are in for a treat. Let me introduce you to Sylvie Desjardins. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for being here. That is a full bio. I was excited it to is. read it. <laughs> So you've done a lot. It is. <laughs> you were reading and I was yeah. like, that's why it feels like I'm always busy. Right? <laughs> There's always a meeting. There's always something. I can imagine. Oh my gosh. Just reading it. I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot of commitments. <laughs> that's fun. Crazy. It's all fun commitments. <laughs> so, um, so we just like met uh, over the weekend for the Conseil Economique du Nouveau-Brunswick. Exactly. Yeah. It was a pleasure to meet you finally in person. Finally. I know. So I was excited to have you on this week. So, okay. So I have so many questions for you. Um, Absolutely. So first of all, um, I love, love, love what you do. So you started a business about helping people find um, basically, if they want to change careers, right, or deciding what they want to do, can you kind of like explain how you got into or like how you started your business? Like, what the journey Absolutely. <laughs> so, here's the short story I hated my job. I was actually at that time working for the government and uh, I did study, I have a master's degree in guidance counseling. But through the years, I had many contracts. I was job hopping from one contract to another. And most of them were not necessarily related to uh, career counseling. So when I got a job at the government, job that I was not uh, really uh, feeling fulfilled, uh, one of my colleagues, she was like, oh, my daughter does not have a clue what she wants to do next year. She doesn't know what she wants to study. So I said, you know what? On Saturday, I'm going to go to your place. I'm going to help her out. Um, so she was my first unofficial client. Then once I was done with the process, she um, she uh, gave my contact info to the neighbor and then the cousin. And that's where I saw like, okay, there is a need for that. So 
on the side as a side hustle. I still had my full-time job and uh, started just like a little website. Um, and I found a, a mentor to support me with, with that transition or that new path. Um, and then I started getting calls and emails. And while when I started, the goal was to help mostly students because I mean, there are some guidance counselors in school, some are really good, but they just don't have time. And when you're making that important decision in your life, you need more than like 20 minutes. Uh, for us, a process is three to five sessions, so at least five hours of direct contact to uh, support someone with finding the right career. Um, so yeah, we, we thought that it would be mostly for students, but then who started knocking on our doors? It was adults in their 40s who were just like in midlife crisis and just questioning their path and still unsure what they want to do, uh, they, what they wanted to do when they grew up, but they were like 42, 45. So that was a surprise. But since then, we've been helping uh, people figuring out their next step in terms of their career oh my gosh I feel like that's so valuable because for me when I was in high school and you had so much pressure having to decide like okay well you're in grade 10 so next year you're gonna have to start thinking about it like they kept telling us like okay well like it's time to start thinking about it and like what would you like to do and do you want to go to college or university and like for what and all those decisions out of nowhere, because we're not really getting prepared for what we want to do until it's like, okay, it's time to decide. <laughs> so I always felt yeah, like exactly. we weren't supported in it. Yeah. And not only are, aren't we prepared to make that important decision in our lives, but the people who are trying to prepare us, like our parents, they don't know what to ask. So often mm. what I hear from parents is like, well, you're really good in science. Maybe you should do like a DSS or, or a bachelor in science and pursue a career as a doctor. So as, when you're really good in school, it feels like, well, become like a professional with a PhD or a doctorate. Um, but there are so many other jobs that we don't know. And that's my message that I always share to the parents when they, when they contact me is that like, if you're good at something, it, it's good. But it's just one factor to take into account. You can be good at something. Doesn't mean that you like it. Doesn't mean that it's going to uh, align with the lifestyle that you want. It, it may not mean that it aligns with the purpose of your life. And uh, for example, I actually worked with a, a doctor who uh, this person was questioning her career path and she was not happy. Um, well, when you think of a doctor, it's a fulfilling career, right? But when it does not align with the impact that you want to have. So for her, through our process, she realized that she didn't want to have a direct impact on a human being. She wanted to still have a lot of pressure on her shoulders, but make decisions that will impact the society as a whole. So when it's the purpose that you have and the goal that you have and you're working directly with people who have like chronic pain, it's not necessarily interesting, even if you're like actually saving lives. Mm. So that's how it's so important to like understand what are your key factors, take them into account, put them all together and see what does that mean in terms of a career. So it's a little bit more complex than just saying, well, you're really good in science. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that 
when I laugh because I'm I'm like finishing a cold it makes me cough <laughs> but um <laughs> so that for sure <laughs> speaks to me so much <laughs> because that's exactly what people like I was telling people like oh I don't know if I want to go to university because one I don't know what I want to do so why would I go and just pick something right and they're like, you're so smart, Janine. Like, of course you want to mm. go to like my friends or just anyone that I would say that to. I'm like, oh, well, I guess. Okay, maybe. <laughs> and then I ended up like finding like community college, like a course there that was like, oh my gosh, like this speaks to me. Like just reading about it. I was like, okay, this is it. Right. But like before okay. you kind of start looking. Yeah. So I remember that clearly. That was like for sure my story when I go talk to like um, sometimes that schools or whatever and I always share mm -hmm. that like guys like just know like it's you don't have to decide everything like right off the bat do you know what I mean like follow mm -hmm. what usually we look at externally for things but it's mostly like when you start looking internally how things make you feel and all of that mm -hmm. yeah so I've always thought and that's cool. actually like I'm, I'm glad that you're sharing this because it's a common mistake that we see is often for students they'll decide like the first decision that they make is do I want to go to university or do I want to go to college and often it's it's it, they'll make a decision uh in in uh, align with their their grades mm. well university and college it's just two way of of learning um certainly uh, university the the programs are a bit longer um but you should pick the career and then decide where do you need to study to have access to that career mm. um but you can be quite really good in in school and have really good grades and a good gpa and still go to college mm. it all depends and i mean you can go to college and, and make millions if you want right. uh that's not gonna have an impact on the salary that you'll have because everything is possible either you have a, a bachelor degree or a diploma mm. so it's really about like figuring out what you want in terms of your career and then where do I need to study even if like first do I need to study and then right. where do I need to study to get access to that career that's the best way to do it but often uh parents again or even like uh teachers will uh will provide um comments or or recommendations all in regards to the grades mm, that's so true yeah mm. so you like you have the systems and you can really like go through all of the little things that they need to, to think about before they even start thinking about where do I want to go next? Like, but yeah, so you kind of exactly. work backwards. Like, yeah, dream, well, you kind of dream up what you're, what you would lo love to yeah. do and what fulfills you like thinking about it and like. Exactly. You know, we kind of see it often. We explain the process as a funnel. So we start really wide instead of narrowing down, like, I want to go to university or college, mm -hmm. we really start from, okay, what could be possible? And then all the steps that we take with our clients will, like, narrow down the funnel to what would be the most suitable option for them. And um, something else that we love doing, or I should say I love doing, but I, I do believe my colleagues are doing the same thing, mm -hmm. uh, is kind of, like, de-dramatize that decision-making process where, when you pick a career, picking one does not mean that the others weren't good. And often I like comparing this to uh, finding a partner. Um, some people do um, uh, believe in like we have one soulmate. Mm -hmm. For me, 
I'm not sure I believe in this. I believe that like you'll meet a good person at the right time and that person will have the things that you're looking for in a partner. But if you were living in Australia and your mm-hmm. soulmate is in Canada, that's kind of discouraging. <laughs> but right. like the, the right partner for you will be at the same place as you are. Or you'll right. find a, a way of, of having access to each other. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the career. So picking something does not mean that the other things that you were considering weren't good for you. But the one that you're picking aligns better with your key factors, such as the lifestyle that you want, um, the purpose that you have, uh, the money that you want to make, your aptitudes, your personality, and all of that good stuff. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so well explained about de-dramatizing because I feel like it's very dramatic. Very. That's how exactly the word, <laughs> I never thought about that word for it, but that is what it was for me. I wasn't dramatic yeah. about it, but I felt like it was dramatic for like everyone. Just like well, the way it's, it's it. explained, yeah, it's 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 kind of traumatizing. But again, <laughs> same thing as a partner. If like our parents or people when we were younger were saying like you have to find your soulmate, wow, that's a lot of pressure on that's my shoulders. But like telling me you have to find a partner that aligns with what you want in life, that you're gonna love, that you're you'll have like um like not only feelings but it's going to make sense for you that is just for me it's just less stressful yeah right and also that you don't need to like I guess for partners too but um your career doesn't need to be the this one and only this one so obviously when a partner maybe but yes and no right because <laughs> I mean it's, it's like you can change your mind anytime and if ever it's like okay no this doesn't align anymore you can switch it <laughs> I can, love that we gonna <laughs> open again here <laughs> but see I I love what you just said because well some people will, will stay 35 years with someone someone it takes like I know I found my partner at 35 I was quite old but I needed to go through a lot of things and just like my career I was job hopping well I was partner hopping until I could find (laughs) the right career the right business and the right partner and now he's stuck with me for the next 80 years um but that's the thing and and for some they they want more changes and that's okay and for others they're gonna like stay married for for 90 years and that's okay. Again, it all depends on your key factors and what you're looking for uh, in life. And it's very individualized. It's very different from one person to another. Right. <laughs> love that. Okay. I love, I love talking about all of this. <laughs> really like lights me up. So, um, okay. So I saw a post on your Facebook page. It was an old post. I don't know why it was like on the top, but um, it says baby boomers live to work new generations work to live and I was like I love thinking about these things that's true Mm -hmm. so how does that come in like when you see people come to you um is like the mindset different I feel like it obviously is it is very different and um when we work with older clients often their career is more part of their identity as per like the new generation they're looking for something that they'll enjoy that they will work as 
like less as possible so that they have the time to do all the things that they enjoy. As for older generations, they still want to do, like if I'm thinking of people in their 30s and 40s, uh, and I would include myself in that, we want to do something that is very aligned with our identity. Um, so the career takes a little bit more space in our lives. Um, now, the issue is when you have baby boomers giving uh, recommendations or tips to the younger generation, because often I'll see uh, through a session is like I'm going to hear in a session someone say when I ask, like, what are the things that you're looking for in a career? And they say, well, I want uh, benefits and a pension plan and like um, a, a permanent position. And every time that I hear a permanent position, I'm like, well, how do you define that? Because with, with COVID, we saw a lot of people with permanent position who lost their jobs. Right. So why is it that important? It's important because our parents told us that it was important. Mm. But the meaning of a permanent position is, is no longer relevant. Um, when it comes to benefits, as you know, you can get that yourself. You don't have to have an employer who will provide that and same thing for a pension plan. I think, I believe that everyone should start uh, their own plan and making sure that they're putting money on the side. Mm. So that's how like what we heard and what was really important for uh, older generations. For us, I believe we see things differently and we prioritize different things. Gosh, okay, so my brain goes like, there's so many things. <laughs> Um, to unpack here so yes um, okay so one of the first things I thought about was that um, I don't know where I saw this the first time but it was a story about um, the little girl okay in the in the generation of families so um, she asked her mom like oh mom like why do we cut the ham in half to cook it in the pot and mm. she's like I don't know my mom always did it like that so she asked her mom, she's like, oh, I don't know. My mom always did it that way. And then the great grandma, when they asked her, she's like, oh, it just didn't fit in my pot. So I cut it in half. <laughs> but then all the other ones like, we need to cut the hem or whatever it was in half to cook it. Do you know what I mean? But that stayed just because they never yeah. questioned it. Never questioned mm -hmm. it. So I, that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great example. Like, of like that we don't yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, when it comes, like when it's things that our parents or people that we have confidence in tells us it, 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 it does have more power. Um, but questioning it, I believe is, is really important. Mm. And I feel like we question a lot more now than they used to. <laughs> Absolutely. They get, like the bells or something. But um, anyways, side note. Um, okay. So I wanted to know, okay. So personally about you, so I listened to um, a podcast you were on, uh, Karen de Ruel, okay? Yeah. So she talked about, or she asked you about Tocare um, Jean. Yeah. Okay, I love that. So first of all, I wanted to know, am I your Tocare Jean set to men? Or is it not? Uh, it you not are. <laughs> it actually counts. You are my yellow square, but I have more than one this week. Okay. But okay, maybe two. <laughs> to explain to the audience what is a, a yellow square. So I'm very organized and structured uh, in my work and in my calendar. So I'm using Outlook. My calendar is all color coordinated. 
So every minute I know what I'm doing. So when I'm meeting with a client, it's in green. If it's virtual, it's a different green. Um, when it's my uh, team, it's in purple. If I'm working on a file, it's in blue. If I need to travel, it's in, in uh, pink. So as you can tell, a lot of colors. Um, but every week on a weekly basis, and I've been doing that nonstop for um, since 2017. And to be honest, I'm not sure I have missed one week. Maybe I would have to double check. But every week, even on vacation, I have that yellow square where I'm meeting someone either from my network. So someone that I already know that I just want to make like check out, check in. How are they doing? What are their uh, challenging uh, challenges right now? Or it could be someone that I uh, already targeted that I want to meet. So someone that I don't know, but I can tell that we have a lot of in common that we could share. So every week I'm meeting someone uh, and that's my yellow square. Um, and to be honest, I've been doing this for so many years. That's how I created a network. That's how my business has been growing organically since then. Um, and it just makes things so much more like rich because it's not about how can I benefit from someone's network or how can I benefit from someone's knowledge? It's always about giving. So what can I provide? How can I support that person? And really, it comes from the right place in my heart. And it always comes back. While it's not the goal, um, it, there's always like life has its way of creating magic. And that's how I've been growing. So I really believe in that strategy when it comes to networking. Um, for those listening right now, it can be frightening at the beginning because you don't necessarily know what to say. But when you realize that it's about the other person, it's more about asking the right questions. So it's not about you selling whatever you do or who you are. It's more about uh, like asking questions, learning about the other, and then providing that value. Hmm. I love that so much. I was like, wow. First of all, I was like, wow, she is very, very organized. <laughs> I'm working on that, but I'm just not the A type at all so I'm like I take some and leave some and I'm okay with not being like that but I'm like wow like that's impressive to me having that oh thank you yeah I was like wow like top notch though so very impressive. well <laughs> and really as business owners it, it really helps because there's no there's no free time so you always know what you're uh doing and it kind of makes you accountable to to your calendar mm -hmm. uh so if there's any business owners listening, uh, definitely it's something that has been helping tremendously in my business. Mm, no, I can imagine just having it in a calendar because I didn't used to like even use anything for my days in calendars, like it was just written everywhere. So now I've, I've been better at it that I do have some, have our meetings and whatever, but it's like, yeah, no, just love it. Love, 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 love. Um, okay, so I have, I guess, one question um, before we wrap up. Um, so, okay, I wanted to know, tell me about, so you post a lot on LinkedIn, right? I think I saw that. I do. You're like very active. So I don't use LinkedIn hardly ever. I only go on there when sometimes if someone sends me an invite to uh, connect, I'm, I might or might not say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not 
a LinkedIn um, social person on there. So how do you use LinkedIn? Like for someone that um, either isn't looking for a job or like how, like there's like two, I guess, types of ways that someone could like really benefit mm -hmm. from it. Like what are your thoughts on it? How can someone like? So just it, like, if I think of you, I, I strongly believe that you should be using LinkedIn every day. And there's many reasons for it. The first LinkedIn, it's like Facebook, but it's professional. So it's right. not like it's not your family and your cousin and all the people that uh, surrounds you. It's your professional network. So, for example, when I go to an event, um, if I meet someone, I'm going to write their name in my in in my phone and when I get back home in the next 48 hours I'm gonna add them on on LinkedIn I'm gonna send them a message saying hey it was so nice to meet you at that event uh let's connect at one point sometimes when it's something like someone that I, I truly want to um get to know uh quite quickly I'm gonna ask them to be my yellow my yellow square so I'm gonna ask them for a 20-minute meeting so for what we call cold contacting, mm -hmm. it's a great uh, uh, system. It's a, a great place to start cold contacting uh, and meet new people. So certainly for that, and as business owners, really, it's you can meet people from all different pr professional backgrounds, and certainly with your business that you're supporting, like whoever needs like a, a mortgage or. Uh, needs financial support, you're going to find people there that are uh, looking looking for financial support. So the goal is that you use it to share your expertise, again, share some value, free value. And if ever some, someone's looking for your uh, field of expertise, they'll think of you. If they don't see you, they won't think of you. That's the thing. Right. So it's a really passive way of making sure that People can see you. You said it, like you said, when you go on LinkedIn, you see my stuff. I'm actually posting maybe only once or twice a week, but still you're seeing my stuff because I'm sharing and I'm there. So if you know that I do career counseling and you need or someone needs it, you're going to okay. think of me. Right. Um, so it's a really good passive way of, of doing marketing, connecting with people, engaging with your network and sharing uh, and giving more value to uh, to people that knows you. Right. Okay. I'll think about it. I feel like um, I I like being less professional in quotes, so I do enjoy more just like <laughs> Instagram or I guess Facebook ish. But um, but yeah, I'm like I thought about it. I was like, oh, consider it. Yeah. Usually when I'm like, oh, I don't like something for some reason, or I tell someone oh, I don't do that or whatever it comes back and then I, I like have to switch or I'm like, Oh, actually I was wrong. I, I should have like used it more. <laughs> I usually get like that, uh, that aha moment. I'm like, okay, I thought I was like all cool. and like, Oh, I don't use LinkedIn or whatever. <laughs> yeah. For that. I hope this was your aha moment to use more LinkedIn uh -huh. because great way to market yourself, to, uh, to expand your network. And that's the thing, like with Facebook or Instagram, it's hard to find new people right. but LinkedIn just by like commenting on someone's um post or like celebrating something you might pop up on my page it's going to be Jenin is like I commented on this or how it really yeah. works because I've never really like played on it other than just accepting someone's request and like in and out 
people told me happy birthday like three years ago I'm like oh what's this and then at least okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking into it more you kind of 10 minutes per day put that in on your calendar I think I will okay okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do yeah I'm gonna go on there now (laughs) thank you for that that was a personal pleasure (laughs) hopefully can help others um so I guess um what would you say okay last last question um what would you say your biggest like life lesson was like either business or like personal that you feel like sharing wow that's a that's a good one life lesson uh well one comes to mind but I, I might disagree with what I'll say right now <laughs> tomorrow. Um, but like have mentors, you need people around you to support you in your journey. Uh, if uh, you're starting like either a new career or a business or whatever, you need people that will believe in what you do because the, the, the imposter syndrome will be quite strong at the beginning. Um, but don't believe everything that they say. And uh, the lesson comes from one of my great mentors. And I mean, I wouldn't be in business if it wasn't from that person. Uh, when I came up with my my name as a business or next career, it was like, that's not good in New Brunswick. It's not bilingual. Mm. And I, I agreed. Um, and my first language is French, as you can see with the French accent. But I, I really loved my name. And I thought, I understand where he's coming from but I'm still going to keep that name. And so far I've been in business for almost eight years and it has not been an issue. I have been questioned about it, but I've never lost a contract or something because my name was not bilingual. Uh, So it's something that I'm proud of that I I listened to my gut, Um, but I'm glad that someone asked me that question and I, I could really think about it and decide for myself what I wanted to do. So I guess the lesson is, listening to your mentors, but then make your call. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I feel like someone else needed to hear that. It came out of, that's like so, so good. I always, always tell people to, um, like when I go speak at high schools or like schools, um, I always tell them like, you need to have your like, your team of people, right, that like supports you and all of that. But it's always like, your gut speaks so loudly. And I feel like we need to listen to it more, like more often, and mm. really like, cut out the noise. Most of the time, it's usually always like, yeah, you kind of know, I know exactly what mm-hmm. I've been in those situations where they just don't see the same vision as you. And you're like, okay I understand that like makes sense but then you're like no still this is still what I want to do love that exactly oh my gosh okay so um where can people uh find you online if they want to go follow you uh so definitely on LinkedIn (laughs) (laughs) so uh uh, on LinkedIn it's under my name so Sylvie Desjardins um and uh, on Instagram I'm trying to share a lot of value uh, business and mostly career tips and it's just uh, Desjardins, so my last name you can find me there and we also have our business uh, profile under uh, NX Career um, so yeah that, those would be the two places to, uh, to find me 
Amazing. So I said next career, but is it an X? You say next. Both words. Okay. I, I would like say I differently like depending both. on the day. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I... <laughs> I feel like I said both, um, or I heard you say both. So I just um, I I say both. Okay, good. See, it's not bilingual, but it's it's you can it say it the way like, you want. See, yeah, I was like, I totally see what. Um. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This thank you for great. having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. So for uh, the listeners, just a reminder to go do something that lights you up today. Okay. Bye.